English with Rob. Hi everyone, it's Rob. It's episode 12 of the English with Rob podcast. And my co-host today is Tika from Tika Teaches English. Hi Tika. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining. Tika, I believe you are the teacher that I've had on who is from closest to where I'm from. Okay, I don't know where I'm, you're from. I'm from actually. Leicester and you're, you're definitely yeah. Midlands, right? Yeah, I'm from Nottingham or Nottinghamshire. Uh, so yeah, kind of close to Leicester. Yeah, yeah about uh, about one hour away from there. Uh -huh. Neighbor neighboring counties. Uh, England yeah. is split into counties. Um, but yeah, I can tell from your accent that you're definitely Midlands. So yeah. we say you're either in, in England, you're either Northern, Southern. But if you're not Northern or Southern, you're from the middle of the country, then you're from the Midlands. Yeah. And Although if you ask someone from London, then we are probably both Northern. Uh, anything, you know, yeah. anything higher than London to a Londoner is Northern. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. I, I consider myself Midlands um, and I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, as you know, uh, listeners, I always choose uh, teachers online, what well, teachers with an online profile somewhere that I think are really uh, good at what they do and are really useful for you to follow. And uh, Tika's Instagram page, Tika Teaches English, is really useful. Uh, lots of idioms phrases uh what else can i say about your instagram um i sometimes help with british pronunciation of words as well uh, yeah i kind of like you said i do phrases idioms and pronunciation that's the things that i enjoy and that people enjoy watching mm -hmm. and there's always lots of interaction there's always always a question yeah. to answer on your on your stories yeah, I'm always really interactive in the comments. I have lots of quizzes and random vocabulary on my stories. I basically live on Instagram. So if people follow me, I completely live on there. I will reply if people message me or comment on my posts. Uh -huh. Yeah, I also always see you um, sharing the responses you get. It's really cool. Mm. Okay, so the subject that we chose to talk about today is hotels i don't know if it's a good time to talk about hotels <laughs> hotels here in germany yeah. are closed at the minute in, yeah. in everything in england is closed at the minute mm. including hotels yeah but this podcast will last forever <laughs> who knows when it's going to disappear offline uh, so it will be useful for you guys when you get back out there going to hotels and if you're in the future and the coronavirus is gone, Woo. Is, is anybody still there? Is, is the human race still? Yeah, those, those guys still around alive? after. <laughs> if you crawl out from your um, shelter <laughs> and go to a hotel, this podcast will be very useful for you. Okay. Yeah, it's good preparation. You know, we're in a pandemic, but when we can go to hotels, you have all of this great vocabulary and these great phrases yeah. so you're ready you're ready for the world to reopen and maybe for the next hour or so you can just sit and think about all those great times you had <laughs> in hotels and how great it's mm. going to be 
when you get out there and are able to stay in a hotel. And I, you know what? I think when the pandemic is over or when people are able to travel again, I certainly am really going to be out there. And I don't care if the hotels are all going to be super expensive because demand mm. is really high. I think mm. people are really, really eager, really keen to get back out traveling again. Yeah, definitely. I think we all are. I I don't even think anybody cares where. I think we all just want to travel, yeah. even if it's within England, one hour away from my house. I just want to escape. I just want to get out of the house. <laughs> even if I streets. go to Leicester, then I will I'll go on holiday to Leicester if oh, I have to. Wow. I think that's a phrase that has probably never been said before. I'll go on <laughs> holiday to Leicester. <laughs> okay, so... Um, yeah, normally I do, regular listeners know that I do um, some useful vocabulary and then we have a conversation. But this podcast is still developing and I'm trying different things. So today we're going to do the new vocabulary and make it the conversation, make it. We're going to have a little talk about each thing on the on the vocabulary list and then you can hear them being used and we'll learn a bit about Tika and a bit about me and our hotel experiences. Mm. And I've I've done something. So I, I make these jingles and I had an idea for this jingle. But it didn't come out very well. So I'm probably going to lose some listeners when I play this jingle in a minute. And also, I might need to explain a word that's in there. You, you know, um, a conversation. Yeah. That's a noun, mm. a conversation. What's what's mm. the verb? To converse. To converse, yeah. Or is it conversate? Because I thought, no. do people actually say conversate? We're going mm. to conversate. I'm sure some people. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure it exists. We're going to conversate about the places we've stayed. Okay, so here comes the terrible jingle. Just, uh, just you know, listen to it. Turn your, turn your. Uh, Phone your iPod down or whatever, and I'll, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the hotel chat with Tika. We're gonna conversate about the places we've stayed. Plenty to say in the hotel chat with Tika. Was it a lovely place or a complete disgrace? Yeah, I think it's the harmonies that were off. and uh, You yeah. survived it. I survived it, yeah. I wonder how many people are still listening. So that's... Did you did you recognise the tune or did it seem random? Mm, a little bit random. Okay, it's, it's supposed to be... It's supposed to sound like the song Hotel California. <laughs> but it's Hotel Chat oh, with yeah. Tika. Okay, maybe, maybe some yeah. people got it. Yeah, yeah I, I think I hear it, you know, now that you've given me a clue, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, she probably doesn't know the song, but no, she knows the songs, just as it didn't sound like it at all. Okay, um, I'll go back to making my own ones and not trying to copy a song that exists already. Okay, so we're going to introduce this vocabulary and have a bit of a chat about it. So the first one is one of the first things you get to when you go to a hotel it's the front desk or mm. the reception and the person working on the front desk or working on the reception is the receptionist 
what can we say about that? Uh, yeah, I think, well, yeah, you find them everywhere uh, in a in any place you go to, even, you know, you can have a reception in any building. Right. It's kind of the, the first place that you go to where you talk to someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you're right. It's not exclusive to hotels. An office building mm. will have a front desk or a reception. Mm. Mm. Uh, and what room is that front desk in? Uh, so the front desk or the reception is usually in a room commonly known as a lobby uh so a big usually a big open area uh that has a front desk often has uh you know seating area as mm -hmm. well uh if you're lucky then they can have lots of interesting things to look at uh but yeah commonly a front desk and maybe some seats if you're very lucky yeah i think the nicer the hotel the more impressive the lobby because when you go to a hotel, it's the first thing you see. And I think mm. it really has to impress people. So the lobby yeah. is often very nice. I sometimes if I'm in like a, a, a city like Paris or London where they have lots of hotels mm. and I walk past a really nice hotel, sometimes I'll just go in and have a look in the lobby because. Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one can stop you. And hey, here's a tip. Yeah. Uh, if you're ever a tourist in a big city with nice hotels. Lobbies have really great, really clean toilets. Mm, yeah, that isn't. That's probably the best tip you can give any traveler ever. <laughs> Luxury <laughs> Just find hotel. a hotel. Yeah. Luxury hotel lobby toilets. Yeah, I've been to a very. Um, I was very lucky when I was a child. Uh, I used to go to a very nice hotel. I've said very many times. Then I used to go to an amazing hotel. And that had an incredible lobby. You would walk in and uh, the front desk would be on the left-hand side, but in front of you would be uh, like a staircase down to a lower floor, but a ginormous chandelier. And it, you know, for a seven-year-old child, I felt like I was... Uh, princess entering a castle because uh -huh. this chandelier honestly looked like it cost hundreds of thousands of pounds because it was so huge and magnificent maybe uh, we should so... explain what a chandelier is i don't know if it, yeah. I, I think french french speakers will definitely know it i assume it's a french word I hope so. yeah i think it is yeah it's like a uh very ornate very um uh, mm, what can I say? Fantastic? No. Um, mm. Glamorous? No, that's more for a person. Anyway, it's it's a light, yeah. but it's very grand. Let's use the word grand. Usually yeah. with like crystal and uh, different kinds of reflective things hanging down. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, basically, yes, it was a uh, a light that was made of basically yeah, thousands of crystals all hanging down, kind of, it almost resembled a waterfall. It was like a waterfall of crystals. Uh, so if you can imagine what a waterfall of crystals looks like, that uh, was similar to how the chandelier looked. Mm -hmm. Definitely mm -hmm. an impressive lobby. Very impressive lobby, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I'm, I'm going to break from my podcast tradition. I say podcast tradition is only episode 11. <laughs> Usually at the end, I have my phrasal verb of the week. But because we're talking about the front desk and the lobby and the reception, I'm going to do the phrasal verb of the week right now. Phrasal verb of the week. Because the phrasal verb of the week is to check in or to check out. When you arrive at the front desk, you want to check in. And it's when you say, hello, I'm here. <laughs> Can I have my room, please? Uh, if you've reserved. Oh, that's a word that's going to come up later mm -hmm. if you've made a reservation oh it's the next word let's just keep talking about it if you yeah. yeah if you've made a reservation you can go and say hello i'd like to check in i have a reservation or hello i'd like to check in i've, I've booked maybe you'll say i've booked mm -hmm. online to book and to reserve a booking mm -hmm. a reservation are the same thing mm. yeah yeah, I almost feel, I don't know how you feel about these two words. I have, I kind of feel like a booking and a reservation can mean the same thing. But I also feel like a booking seems more final. Like if you have mm. booked a table at a restaurant, uh, you, um, you should definitely go. But I sometimes feel if you reserve something, there's kind of like this feeling that you might go or you might not go. Uh, you know, usually I kind of use them to mean the same thing, but I almost feel like a reservation seems less definite than a booking. I hadn't thought about that, but you are definitely yeah. right. There's something yeah. about the word reservation that means, yeah, but maybe not. Yeah, mm. booking is definitely more I still final. feel if there's a table reserved, then you cannot sit there. Or if a room has been reserved, then you cannot stay in it. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, booking like a table that is booked uh, sounds very final. A table that's reserved, you're like, well, maybe the people won't come. I'm going to wait yeah. and see if they come. And you don't, you know, you book flight tickets. Mm. You don't reserve flight tickets mm. because if you book a flight, normally you're you're going you've spent a lot yeah. of money you're going to get on that mm. plane if you can mm. and it's not reserved like yeah just keep a seat open for me if i'm mm. there i'm there if i'm not i'm not yeah definitely yeah. Mm. yeah i think like you can reserve train tickets but that is more with the idea that you have to go to the train station and pay for those tickets like you can reserve seats sometimes places but mm. You have a certain time before that reservation uh, kind of runs out and you lose that reservation. Yeah, I think I think most people use them to mean the same thing. But sometimes they just have a slightly different kind of nuance, a slightly different feeling to True. what they mean. True. Mm. Just throwing a spanner in the works there. <laughs> just making oh. Warning. Tika, you, you, you set off the idiom alarm. This, this podcast has an idiom alarm. You said, uh, throw a spanner in the works. Uh, that's, uh, so a spanner is a, a tool you use to, to tighten 
bolts to tighten bolts uh and to throw a spanner in the works means well you just did it so what what did you <laughs> how did you throw a spanner in the works i feel like when you throw a spanner in the works it kind of my visual like picture of throwing a spanner in the works is like you're literally grabbing this tool throwing it in like a machine that kind of makes it not work properly it yeah. kind of almost breaks it it's a very visual uh, so yeah, idiom to yeah <laughs> yeah to throw a spanner in the works kind of just means to make to say something that then just makes something a bit complicated uh -huh. and yeah i've kind of changed the conversation well uh, that's by, the problem with by the... throwing a spanner in the works <laughs> Yeah, so I, so I thought you were talking about change the conversation because we're talking about that. The problem with the idiom alarm is good for learners because there's an idiom and they don't go, wait, what is she talking about? What the hell is a spanner? What does she do with it? Mm. But then I it also, the problem is that it breaks the conversation. So mm. you said, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. How, how were you throwing a spanner in the works? I think mainly because I've made it a little bit more confusing for everyone. Oh, the booking yeah, explanation they, yeah the booking and reservation yeah because they kind of mean the same thing but also they kind of don't uh so yeah it makes it a bit more confusing true uh sometimes they mean the same thing sometimes they don't yeah but we're talking about words so yeah you're right to mm. throw a spanner in the works it's fine mm. oh but it, it only it, the idiom alarm only goes off the first time somebody says the idiom so you can say like okay. I, I said spanner in the works then a few times yeah. and it, it it was okay it was off Oh, we're not going to overload with the with the idiom alarm every single time. I hope not. No, no, no. It's it's, it's pro I programmed it that way. Don't worry. Mm, okay. Okay. So the next word. Well, let's talk about the kind the kinds of rooms you can book. Mm. So if you're going on your own, you can book a single room, which will have a single bed. Mm. You can book a double room, which will have a double bed, or you can book a twin room which has two single beds hmm. uh don't know what more we can say about that i'm not going to ask you if you say, hmm. what kind of rooms i think sometimes in, if you're lucky sometimes twin rooms have two twin beds if you stay in a really nice hotel uh so oh, a two... twin room i think sometimes just means it has two beds yeah uh, there might be two double beds yeah. that's true yeah, single if you're unlucky, double if you're lucky. You live the life of luxury uh, if you get a double bed in a twin room. Yeah, and and sometimes um, can lead to disappointment and frustration if you book a double room, but you find it's actually two single beds, two twin beds yes. just pushed together. I had that experience. I went to um, Spain two years ago and I booked a double room and when I got there it was two single beds pushed together which looks like a double bed until you fall down the middle of it <laughs> when, when it's the middle of the night it's definitely you know two double two single beds pushed together mm. does not make a double bed it is nothing like a double bed I would rather them be two separate single beds than uh, this monster of two single beds pushed together yeah me too yeah good do you want to go on to the next thing on the list i can yeah so uh 
I kind of said, you know, if you are lucky, you might stay in a really nice hotel that you get a twin room that has two double beds. Really nice hotels, we sometimes say, are quite luxurious, uh, which, you know, means that they are really nice. Maybe the place is really comfortable. Luxurious hotels are usually quite expensive. Mm. You are not going to find a luxurious hotel, unless you are extremely lucky, that is cheap. They are, you know, your four-star hotels, your five-star hotels, the ones where you have really excellent service. The beds feel like clouds because they are so comfortable. So, yeah, if something is luxurious, it just means it's really nice probably quite expensive mm-hmm. usually yeah if it's luxury yeah. you know it's not just for hotels you can have a a luxury car a luxurious mm. car like a rolls royce mm. or a mm. bentley uh they're both british i'm being quite patriotic there uh porsche luxurious yeah. cars yeah uh, lux- you could yeah anything yeah luxury yeah. could be luxurious uh luxurious coat even mm. you know clothing can be luxurious yeah even you might just say something feels luxurious it feels uh nice it feels expensive mm-hmm. and i want to point out the difference between uh the pronunciation of luxury mm. it's a luxury hotel and luxurious Lug- mm. a luxurious hotel this the stress is different there mm. okay and then we've got the opposite of luxury yeah um, it, with hotels, it's usually called a budget hotel, a budget yeah. hotel, a, ho- a hotel which markets itself on being cheap. It's a budget hotel. Mm. And then an adjective you can use to describe that. Well, it doesn't really describe the hotel, but I put on the list a dodgy hotel. I would maybe call a hotel dodgy. I would say, um, you know, to my friend, um, if I'd been in a hotel that was a budget hotel and it wasn't very good, I would not recommend it. I would tell them to stay away from it. And I would say it was a very dodgy hotel. Mm. Uh, don't go there. It's very, very dodgy hotel. Yeah, because so, do- dodgy usually has like a connotation of maybe crime or something mm. dangerous. So mm. it can be a dodgy hotel because some of the people, the other guests staying in the hotel seem dodgy. Um, mm. If I think America, in America, it's more like they have dodgy hotels in New York. Like, you know, mm. had the novel um, The Catcher in the Rye. Mm. In that, the main character stays in a dodgy hotel and there are some mm. dodgy people around. It can also be mm. in a dodgy area. It's, you don't really want yeah. to have a hotel in a dodgy area where there are maybe some drug addicts just outside the door and um, police mm. sirens going every five minutes. Yeah, I think we've all been in places that have felt a bit dodgy. Maybe, well, I don't know about the listeners, but I know I've stayed in hotels or areas where you kind of just feel that vibe where you something just feels off you don't feel completely safe mm-hmm. um yeah and i would say that's like a dodgy area and a dodgy hotel maybe just 
things about it make you feel a bit unsafe. I definitely use the word dodgy in that situation. Yeah, but there's a difference between describing a hotel as dodgy and describing a hotel as a dive. A yeah, dive. Completely. A dive. So it's not dodgy. You don't feel unsafe. But the hotel is the opposite of luxurious. It's mm. it's old. It's maybe dirty. Uh, yeah. Have you ever stayed in a dive? Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, we stayed in a complete dive. Uh, so... Because I was a child, I can't remember absolutely everything that was bad about it. Basically, we decided to just book into a random hotel. This was before the time when the internet was really as good as it is now. So we didn't know what it looked like inside. We just booked it because we knew the area. And it was just horrible. Uh, it was I think 40 degrees Celsius outside and the air conditioner didn't work. Ooh. The beds were dirty. They had stains. They had hairs on. Uh, there were lots of insects in the hotel room. And it was just, it was just disgusting. Um, it really, you know, wasn't a service that you would pay for. So that was a complete dive. Yeah. What about you? Have you ever stayed in a dive of a hotel? Yeah. Um, so my wife and I, before she was my wife, we went traveling on, on a bit of a around the world trip. And because we did it on a budget, you know, we wanted to mm. travel for as long as we could with the money that we had. We stayed in a lot of dives. Um, mm. But, you know, if you pay three dollars a night, for a hotel mm. uh you can expect the place to be a dive so some of them would have shared kitchens and there's one that i can remember very particularly in in china um which is not uh you know uh, true of all chinese hotel kitchens mm. but this kitchen was just full of uh insects and the the cooker had not been cleaned for a long time and mm. there was like old food around and we came back with some food and went to the kitchen and just said, nope, <laughs> we are not cooking here. We're not eating here. We're not even going to sit here. And um, I, can't, I can't remember what we did. I think maybe we went out and got some uh, street food or something uh, that we didn't have to cook. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that hotel was a diet. I've also stayed in a hotel where, where was this? This was in Macau where it's a room but you go into the room and the the wall does not go all the way up to the ceiling there's like a, a yeah <laughs> it's not a real wall it's like an office cubicle so the wall mm. you know it's 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 higher than you than a tall person even could look mm. over but there's there was like mm. a meter between the top of the wall and the ceiling so theoretically you could just like stand on your bed and have a look over into the next room or someone yeah. could look into your room. Mm. And the other thing about it was that there were no outside windows because it oh. was like in the middle of a big, I think it might have been an old office building that they'd converted into a hotel. And mm. you could like hear everybody as well because there wasn't mm. a proper wall. So that yeah. that was a dive. Oh, I would hate that. That would 
completely creep me out. Yeah, someone could stand on their bed or you could have a really creepy person next door that has a camera or any, yeah. that's very, very strange design, mm -hmm. very unusual hotel design. It also puts you off doing anything that somebody might want to film with a camera. <laughs> yeah, well, people will film anything nowadays. They'd probably just film you sleeping uh, and uh, uh. enjoy watching you do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe there's a film of you and uh, <laughs> for you sleeping somewhere out on the internet that you don't know about. Maybe, but you know what? I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> probably will get more views than my um in my YouTube videos anyway. <laughs> But like you said, sometimes we stay in dives because they are so cheap. They are mm -hmm. very budget hotels and they allow us to experience the places around us without having to worry about the cost of a hotel. Uh, people don't want to spend the money, or most people don't want to spend the money for a luxury hotel when they want to travel the world. Sometimes we stay in dives because that's the cheapest way to travel to the places we want to go to. Mm -hmm. Yep. Every, when we were traveling though, every now and again, when we'd, we'd maybe had a longer journey than normal or we'd stayed in so many dives, we mm -hmm. felt like we deserved a bit of luxury. Sometimes we mm -hmm. would go to a bit, a bit of a more expensive hotel, a bit, find some a bit more of a luxurious hotel just for one night mm. yeah yeah I don't think I could continuously stay in dives I think after a while they kind of yeah you need that luxury you need your own kitchen and your own wall <laughs> you need a, a full-length full wall that goes all the um, way. yeah I think it kind of refreshes you and you can move back to the budget hotels again but you feel good when you're in a luxury hotel I think you know maybe some of the listeners can't afford this kind of thing but I think one time in their life you should try it uh, you know save up and do it as a really special thing you know for a big milestone birthday you know a really special birthday go because it is a a completely different world I think mm, it is difficult isn't it because if you're talking I, I think like a hundred euro is the the standard price for a basic hotel yeah in in Europe these days so if you want a luxurious mm. hotel you're talking 250 minimum for one night mm. even you know mm. for me not even for me definitely for me that is you know I think of all the things that I could all the little music gadgets or camera gear that I could buy with the money for spending just one night in a luxurious mm. hotel uh, mm. it's difficult but yeah it, it, it can be worth it hmm. yeah no completely uh, and I think that kind of leads on to our next pieces of vocabulary oh, wow. kind of the different types of hotels that you can have or maybe not hotels actually different uh, alternatives to hotels uh, so You've got, um, I'm not sure if these exist outside of England, maybe you know more than I do, uh, bed and breakfast. Uh, so bed and breakfast, very common in England. Basically, you just have 
uh, your own room. If you're lucky, then you have uh, an ensuite, which means that you have your own bathroom that is joined to your room. Mm -hmm. If you're not so lucky, then you have a shared bathroom, which means other guests share it. Uh, so in a bed and breakfast, you stay in this room and you go downstairs and uh, they serve you breakfast. Well, you order breakfast or there is a choice of, you know, cereals or pastries as well. Uh, so do they have bed and breakfasts in other parts of the world? I've never actually seen them anywhere else but England. I'm not sure. Um but the thing which is sort of next on the list makes me think that maybe they do because mm. there's a new sort of hotel alternative and it's Airbnb. Mm. So instead of breakfast, sorry, instead of bed and breakfast, people shorten that to B&B, bed mm. and breakfast. And Airbnb, have you ever used Airbnb? I love Airbnb. I probably use Airbnbs all the time now instead of hotels. Mm -hmm. I think Airbnbs have taken over from hotels for many travellers. Yeah, yeah, I use them all the time. It's Airbnb has really thrown a spanner in the works of the hotel industry. Mm -hmm. So in, in case you don't know, listeners, an Airbnb is a website and people can make their whole houses or just a room in your house or a cottage or a caravan available for anybody to book online and use as a hotel and mm. yeah I've, sta I've stayed in some airbnbs as well when i do little city breaks uh it's often cheaper than a hotel mm. if you want to stay not in the center but a, a different part of town you can usually find something uh more specific to where you need to be you don't always need to be in the center for one time i was visiting friends and they didn't have much room in their house because they have they well they had a new kid and we didn't want to really stay in their house with a new kid uh but we wanted to visit them so we took an airbnb near to their near to their apartment mm. i think airbnbs can be really nice they feel a bit more personal mm -hmm. than a hotel and like you said they are in really varied locations. Hotels, uh, you know, there's maybe a few hotels in the main city, but Airbnbs are all over the city or in the towns. You know, if you want to go to France, mm -hmm. uh, you have a lot more option of places to stay if you go to Airbnbs. And some of them uh, also, like you said, are not very expensive and can be really nice. And I have had some really nice Airbnb hosts. So the people who own these places and they leave you nice food sometimes or they'll tell you nice places to go. Yeah. I once traveled to Malta with only hand luggage because British Airlines completely rip you off uh, with prices. If you want to check your luggage, they make you pay so much extra. So I decided not to, only took hand luggage, but there's a very small amount of liquid you can take in hand luggage. So I didn't pack shampoo or conditioner and she very kindly told me where her hair salon was and she gave me free samples of shampoo and conditioner. So the hosts for Airbnbs are really 
lovely mm-hmm. sometimes i think yeah I've, I've had positive experiences with airbnb hosts one mm-hmm. time we were staying in a uh airbnb in belgium and the host said oh by the way there's two bikes down there and here's a key for the lock and here are some bike lights if you want to go off on the bikes feel free and that really um was great we were in mm-hmm. in town because there was a like a music festival in the city center all around the town and it was great to just go around the town on these bikes that we we thought we would be on the trams and walking but it really it made it a completely different experience for us it was fantastic yeah i just want to tell the listeners that we are by no means sponsored by airbnb no but airbnb if you're listening and <laughs> I'm you sure want to you give wish us some uh, credit <laughs> feel free yeah yeah use this code for money off uh no i just think airbnb is great and i think some people have had airbnbs that have been dives i don't think every airbnb is great i think i personally have just been very lucky with the ones i have stayed in they've been really i would say reasonable you know not too cheap not too expensive Mm -hmm. a reasonable price and they've been really nice and in really nice locations that hotels just did not offer you know, they gave me nicer places to be yeah. than a hotel would. I've, I don't want to talk about Airbnb for too long because you're right. It does sound like mm. an advert. <laughs> um, but I um, stayed in another Airbnb and I got talking to the host and he said, yeah, well, we, we bought this place and we renovated it. And before we moved in, we thought, well, it's just sitting here. Let's let's let it out through Airbnb. And that turned out to be so profitable that they didn't move into it and they just kept it as an Airbnb because it was making them really good money. It was always booked up mm. and they, they bought somewhere yeah, else. I think it's a good business, yeah. Yeah, okay, so there's an Airbnb and there's also a uh, hostel is another hotel mm. alternative. Mm-hmm. Have you ever stayed yeah. in a... I, I, th- I think we all most people have stayed in a hostel. Um, the, I'm wrong. The you... only time I have stayed in a hostel was as a child when we used to have to go on school trips to different places. Mm-hmm. And I went to a place in England, a beautiful place called Whitby. Oh, yeah, and nice. we stayed in a hostel there. I have made the conscious choice as an adult to never stay in a hostel (laughs) because mainly um you know in hostels they are kind of more of a a budget kind of place to stay sometimes you can have your own room in a hostel if you're lucky but hostels you often share with other travelers Mm -hmm. you share the room uh you depending on where you are in the world you might have places to sleep on the floor separate beds bunk beds uh bunk beds are where there's like various levels of beds uh one above the other i don't think i've explained that very well yeah one one bed on top of another is a bunk bed (laughs) yeah Yeah. but i i just don't like the idea of sharing my personal space with other people and usually hostels almost certainly you share a kitchen and a bathroom and um i'm just not one of those people that likes to do that 
don't think anybody really likes to do it, but it, it's it's like staying in a dive. You know, we do it out of necessity to save money. Mm. And yeah, we, when I was on the round the world trip, we stayed in a, a lot of hostels. Mm. Sometimes we, we met nice people. Uh, mm. Other times people would come back in the middle of the night and be loud mm. and inconsiderate. Uh, but it was yeah. fine. Fine. I think a lot of my friends that have stayed in hostels. A few of my friends, uh, they've been to Japan and always stayed in hostels because they really like the feeling uh, of yeah. hostels and the friends that you can make there. And the price, the price is always very cheap. But um, yeah, it's just not something that I've ever considered and not something that I'd rather stay in an Airbnb uh, than a hostel, I think. Yeah, well, I think most people would. Um... Mm. I maybe unless you maybe if you're traveling alone and mm. you want to meet people a hostel is great great way to do that but since you mm. mentioned Japan I think the, the the nicest hostel I ever stayed in was in Tokyo that was a really I can't mm. remember the name or even the area of town but uh yeah Japanese my experience of Japanese hostels is really positive that was a good one mm. Mm. yeah yeah I've only ever done it as a kid so I uh... I can't even say I enjoyed that at experience then. I was about eight years old on a school trip that I didn't want to be on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so different types of hotels, going back to hotels that you can get. Uh, you can have chain hotels or boutique hotels. Chain hotels, basically, it's kind of part of a group. Of hotels they all have the same company basically that owns them so you have like the Hilton hotels or a big chain that you see around the world mm -hmm. uh, I can't particularly think of any others the one I stayed in in Portugal was a Pestana hotel they have lots of Pestana hotels in Portugal mm. um, and then a boutique, a boutique hotel it's kind of a bit more specialist they might be like an individual individually owned hotel or like only a very small group they're maybe not so kind of well known and well developed yeah either by their own choice or not as uh, a chain hotel yeah yeah so i've stayed in some chain hotels mm -hmm. like um marriott mm -hmm. and i suppose that they're, they're not always luxurious like um in england What's the one I can picture the logo, but I can't think of the name of it. It's Ibis. Ibis hotels oh, are yeah. everywhere. Actually, they're here as well. Mm. Uh, so it's a chain. It's not a luxurious chain, but it's a chain. Mm. Mm. And yeah, boutique hotels, yeah. you're right. More, more. Why am I explaining what you've already explained? That's stupid. <laughs> Have you ever stayed in a boutique hotel? Because... I have never stayed in a boutique hotel, so I don't know how they feel uh, in comparison to a chain where everything, you know, you can go to any, um, you know, Marriott hotel. And I think like the uh, the way that they decorate inside is always very similar. It doesn't matter what country you're in. They follow the same kind of plan of mm. how to decorate. But of course, boutique hotels will probably be quite individual and different yeah i've not stayed in one but when i 
lived in Cambodia in Phnom Penh. There was one just across the road from where we lived, and they often had live music gigs or other mm. like art events. That and oh, they had a pub quiz, which we used to go to sometimes. And yeah, just a very nice vibe. So it it was it had a bar as well as being a boutique hotel, and you would sort of get to know the the people who work there and the managers. Mm. Um, uh, and you know the the people, the managers are the people who own it and run it. They're not like the manager mm. of a Marriott hotel is hired by the Marriott to run it. Uh, and so I think they they take a bit more, feel like they take a bit more care in mm. the running of the hotel and and the feel. And then you can have um, themed boutique hotels. Like I know in Liverpool, yeah. there's a Beatles hotel. Oh really? Yeah, and everything in the rooms is Beatles themed. Um, but mm. I've never been would I like to yeah I'd like to yeah I think it would be an experience I think it would be very interesting I guess um, yeah we have lots of themed hotels in England I can't specifically think of any but one of the shows that people like to watch on television in England is a show about hotels and Airbnbs like boutique hotels uh, and some of them are very interestingly designed on the inside they are very unique uh, each person makes them very different some are very nice very luxurious looking some not so much they look um, I wouldn't really say like a dive but they are not as luxurious as some of the others mm. But yeah, it can yeah, be a, I can't an experience. remember the show though. I know the show, yeah, yeah. not the British show, but I think I've seen the Australian version of that. Mm. There weren't any dives, but people would definitely put their personality into the mm. hotel. Like one of them, the uh, the owner had a, a I don't not a, not a statue, like a, a mold of her naked body in the foyer oh, so like you know her naked body which had been um reproduced in um some sort of clay um yeah mm. but that's that's you know definitely putting your own um your own mark your own style on a hotel something like that yeah yeah i guess sometimes boutique hotels are designed to the owner's taste uh, you know, the way that they like things to mm. be designed and maybe not so much for the customers. Um, yeah, some can be, some are amazing and some are questionable, the design. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's your kind of favorite, one of your favorite things about staying in a hotel? Because I think mine is probably the breakfast Hotel breakfasts are usually uh, one of the, my favourite things. Waking up and going and having a hotel breakfast is always uh, a bit of a luxury. You kind of feel special and you definitely know you're on holiday when you have breakfast made for you. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes the breakfast, you know, it's not always included. You have to pay more. And mm. even if it's a bit expensive, you know, you could very easily go to a cafe or a bakery and get some breakfast for a few euro. But mm. yeah, the hotel breakfast is one of the, you're right, 
for me, it's one of the favorite parts of a hotel stay. Yeah, mm. and and you, I, I judge a hotel on the breakfast. Oh, of course, definitely. Yeah. yeah, if it has a bad breakfast, then it's automatically yeah. a bad hotel. The room can be it's super nice, super luxurious, everything yeah. you need. But if you go down to the breakfast and it's just a few cornflakes and some dry bread, mm-hmm. then I'm not giving them a good review and I'm not going to stay there again. Yeah, no, completely. I have had some really nice hotel breakfasts and... uh I've had some that haven't been horrible, but they've not been great. I had the pleasure of going to Disneyland Paris with my family a few years ago. And Disney food is the same as Disney. It's just sugar. I kind of think (laughs) of Disney as as sugar. You know, it's kind of like makes kids happy. Uh Sugar makes kids happy. Disney makes kids happy. Disney breakfasts are just, you know, the cereal options are all really sugary. And then all of the other food options are sugary. You have different pastries. You have, it was, of course, Paris, uh, but most places have croissants. Uh, So, yeah, different pastries, different cereals. Everything was sugary. So I instantly would wake up and I would be on a sugar high because the option was sugar or sugar but yeah i've had some amazing breakfasts in hotels too i usually well actually i am a person who doesn't normally eat breakfast at all Mm -hmm. but when i'm in a hotel i will have like a three-course breakfast so i'll start with the Mm -hmm. sausages and the bacon and the eggs and then Mm -hmm. i'll have some sort of like you said a croissant or some sort of pastry Mm -hmm. something sweet and then i'll Mm -hmm. grab a piece of fruit on the way out or Maybe, mm. maybe I'll maybe I'll put some things in my bag for later on. Yeah, everybody does everybody that. Does That's... <laughs> we had um... nobody admits to it, but everybody does it. We had an experience in a hotel where um, uh, we were putting things under the table in the bag. And um, the uh, the waiter saw my key card on the floor. And he picked it up and he said, oh, here's your key card, sir. It was on the floor. I said, oh, thanks. He said, it was just next to that bag. And he pointed at it wide open with, with loads of stuff, obviously, inside. Oh, no. I think <laughs> they know. They know, definitely. He it. made a joke of it, really. He had a, had a little smile. Yeah. Okay, let's <gasps> do this. Because now I want to move on to something different. We're going to play a game. Okay. And the game is called um well let's let's tell the listeners about this word what does it mean to trash a hotel room to trash a hotel room so if you trash a hotel room it basically means well it could be people can have varying ideas about trashing a hotel room it could just be that you make it very messy you know maybe pull all of the bed sheets off the bed and move the mattresses and just leave the the room incredibly messy some people might take it to the extreme and really trash a room and break things mm-hmm. you know break the television write on the mirrors 
leave it in a complete mess. I think rock stars are famous for trashing hotel rooms, throwing televisions out of windows, living the rock star lifestyle. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what this game is about. The game is called Who Trashed It More? 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 So in Who Trashed It More? I'm going to give you two celebrities and I'm going to tell you a little bit about how they trashed the hotel room and you have to decide who trashed it more, who caused the most damage. Oh, okay. Whose, whose damage fee was the highest. And I've got two rounds. So here's the first round. Mm. And listeners, as you're listening, as Tika is thinking about it, also try to think yourself which do you think who do you think trashed it the most see if you can get it right too so the first people who trashed the hotel room is johnny depp and kate moss the american actor johnny depp and the british model kate moss in 1994 in the mark hotel uh i didn't put where that was i'm not sure where that is somewhere in america um, yeah, I don't know either. Mm, okay, anyway, it's a nice hotel because the hotel costs $1,200 per night just to stay there. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and in 1994, police were called because of uh, loud noises and screaming. And when the police went in, they found broken glass and broken furniture. And... Uh, you know, it clearly looked like they'd been arguing, fighting. But Johnny Depp said that it was an angry armadillo who did all the damage. And the armadillo, which is like a an animal with a hard shell, like it's about the yeah. size of a... No, it's, they're not... A, they're about the size of a cat, right? They're quite small. Yeah, I'd say it's about cat size, yeah. He said this angry armadillo was hiding in the wardrobe... And that when they opened the wardrobe, the armadillo came out and went crazy and caused all the damage. Uh, but police never found the armadillo. Okay, so that's that's one. Okay. And here's the next one. Nirvana, the American band Nirvana, in 1993, mm. so uh, just one year before, in Minnesota, an MTV journalist interviewed them in their hotel room. And afterwards, they got really drunk and the 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 journalist was still there and, and they they all got drunk and trashed the hotel room and then security called on the phone to say what's going on we're, we're coming up to check out what's what's going on so the band went to the mtv interviewers room to sort of hide out to not have a confrontation <laughs> but then uh the interviewer was very surprised when they also trashed his room as well <laughs> So, who trashed it more? Who, of those two stories, which do you think caused the most expensive damage? Oh, wow. Well, I would love to say the armadillo, to be honest, because that's obviously the main suspect in this whole thing. Mm. Uh, I think maybe Nirvana, mainly because they trashed two hotel rooms instead of one. I don't know how much the hotel was that they were staying in, but I can't imagine it was very cheap. 
with it being Nirvana. So I think maybe it was Nirvana. That's correct! You're right. It was Nirvana. Nirvana, they had a damage bill of $19,000. Wow. And Johnny Depp and Kate Moss had a damage fee of $10,000. But And Johnny Mm. also had to spend a few hours in jail. Don't know why Kate Moss didn't have to be in jail. Maybe she was. Maybe I didn't get that detail. Maybe she found the armadillo. Yeah, maybe she was was out looking for it. I'll go get him. Then he can change places with you in the jail. Okay, so here's the next uh, two people to decide who trashed it most. Mm. Billy Idol. Billy Idol, who is 1980s rock star. Mm. I suppose you could call it rock. Um, What was his... uh, famous song is uh white wedding it's a nice day for a white wedding what's his other famous one i can't think anyway billy idol was a bit before my time i've only ever heard his songs because they were famous hey he's before my time as well thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> you obviously have a different style of music to me i do like billy idol uh, he's uh, i'm just you, you hear his songs <laughs> on the radio maybe you don't know who he is but i, I was no, i was not um old enough to sort of be aware of him what he was doing in, in the press and stuff mm. at the time. Mm. Uh, so he stayed in the the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in mm. Bangkok. Uh, he stayed there for three weeks in 1989. Uh, and the whole of the three weeks, it was a party with lots of different people coming in and out. And after three weeks, he left the hotel but he was carried out of the hotel because he was unconscious. So that's one. Okay. And the other is Keith Moon, who is, who was the drummer in the British rock band, The Who. And Mm. for his birthday, he had a party in the Holiday Inn in Michigan, in America, in 1967. And there's a whole list of things that happened. Furniture was ruined. Uh, a girl jumped out of a giant cake and everybody had a food fight with the with the giant cake. And then Keith Moon got naked and ran through the hotel and then he got into his car naked and drove it into the swimming pool. Oh, dear. So there you go. Two more stories about celebrities in, in hotel rooms, but who trashed it more? I think... Um... Probably just because of the food and the pool and the huge cake that must have just gone everywhere. I think probably Keith Moon. That's not correct. No. Uh, Keith (sighs) Moon's Moon's hotel stay and crazy behaviour got him a night in jail and a $24,000 hotel bill. But this is in 1967, so I actually went and found mm. a converter to find out how much that would be today. Nice. Yeah. Hey, you know, I go to great lengths to bring you good content. <laughs> and today that would be $195,000. Wow. Yeah. Just can you imagine that's 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 a nice house. And that's yeah. not even the price. of yeah. the, That's plus the price of the hotel. This is just the yeah. damage fees. <laughs> 
Yeah, that could buy you a three bed house in England. You could buy a nice family home yeah. for that amount of money. In or in London, you could buy like a room, <laughs> a box. A box. <laughs> you could buy a cardboard box. Yeah, in a dodgy somewhere. part of town. Yeah. Okay, but that that's that's not the 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 highest. Billy Idol's three weeks. And this is not the the um the total for the bill. This is just the damage. Mm. Was mm. two hundred and fifty thousand wow. dollars in nineteen eighty nine, which today is five hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars. Oh. My. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I was not expecting it to be any anywhere near the first amount. Never mind the amount in today's money. Yeah, and so I, I'm I'm wow. guessing that for three weeks he was just doing this. Either for three weeks he was doing the same as Keith Moon, or the hotel just thought, you know what, we can charge whatever we like. <laughs> this is a rock star yeah. who's uh, mm. caused a massive mess for three weeks, and he'd. Yeah. I'm sure he'd made a lot of the staff angry as well and they wanted to mm. have some revenge. Um, mm. But thinking about it, he, he was just in one room, surely. I don't know how you make that much damage to one room. <laughs> Maybe he had a few rooms, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I think it's always really horrible. People trash rooms and there's always people that have to clean that. You know, when you think of Keith Moon, people had to clean that food, people had to get the car out of the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, you know, people do these things. People, you know, young teenage boys in England like to go to places and get very drunk and party and they trash their hotel rooms and somebody somewhere has to clean that up. They don't really think about these things when they do it. Uh, so listeners, please do not trash your hotel <laughs> rooms. Trash your hotel room. Lovely members of staff have to clean yeah, that up. Or if you're going to trash your hotel room, you know, leave leave a tip for the cleaning staff. Leave leave a bit of money for them. Uh, leave a friendly note somewhere saying sorry. Yeah. Or, you know, just be the guy saying, no, hold on, hold on a minute, boys. You know, I know that we're having a good time, but this is a, a bit too far, isn't it? See how mm. that goes down. I'm sure they'll go... <laughs> if it's an, especially if it's an English stag party... I think they are renowned yeah. for it. English, a stag party is the party that men go on before they get married. Mm. Uh, they'll have a stag party. And usually, mm. I don't know why British people do this. They get drunk and think it's funny to cause damage. Yeah. Not all British people, but some. I don't know if there's a phrase for the opposite of trashing a hotel room. But if there is, then I think that's me. I like to leave my hotel room very tidy. I like to make the bed before I check out. Uh, <laughs> I like to leave the towel somewhere nice. I'm kind of the complete opposite of trashing a hotel room. Oh, that's nice. I don't think there's a phrase for that, but that's me. Oh, I bet hotels wish every guest was like you. Yeah, although they strip the bed, you know, they they yeah. take all of the bedding off so it doesn't matter i was matter. going to say you you made that bed for no reason that they're, they're not keeping it like that for the next guests uh, but <laughs> it's for my own but it's, my own peace of yeah, mind yeah it's just nicer to walk into a room where the bed is made rather than the sheets are on the floor mm. or the sheets are just messed mm. up mm. okay oh shit i hit the wrong button <laughs> which one is it okay <laughs> 
So there you go. An hour of talking about hotels. I hope that was useful for mm. you listeners. Um, Tika, how can people uh, learn from you? How can they learn English with you? So if you like my voice and you like what I talk about, then you can hear more of that uh, on my Instagram, which uh, as has been mentioned many times throughout this podcast is Tika Teaches English. You will find me on there. I'm very active. I post often and I'll talk to you. Talk to me. I'll talk back. Yeah, you post. I wish I could post as often as you. She's very prolific and also always useful. I try. Stuff. Okay, yeah. thanks for joining me today, Tika. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed okay. it. Okay, I'll see you out there on Instagram. Yeah, I'll see you okay. then. <laughs> Bye. Bye. English with Rob.